got a big red cherry nose. Santa's got a big red cherry nose. Who laughs this way? Ho ho ho. Santa laughs this way. Ho ho ho. Ho ho ho. Cherry nose. Get on it. Sue that's red. Special night. Here that's right. Must be Santa. Must be Santa. Must be Santa. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the In Real Deep podcast. I'm your host, Steve Semino, senior writer at InRealDeep.com, and with me, as always, is executive editor Andrew Johnson. Hello, Andrew. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you as well. Happy holidays. You Crazy Kwanzaa. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, this isn't our Home Alone 2 podcast from last year. This Ooh. is a whole other podcast. That is a classic episode, though. People should go back and listen. It, it is. Dip back into the... The In Real Deep Archives and find our Home Alone episode. We touch on President Donald Trump. We talk about Macaulay Culkin and Daniel Stern. It's got everything you could ever want. Yeah. <laughs> Donald Trump, the last thing Donald Trump was semi-enjoyable in. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> <laughs> but here we are for a different sort of holiday cheer-themed episode and series of episodes. If you've been following in the In Real Deep podcast, you've noticed that we did a horror month series for October, where Andrew and I broke down a series of wonderful horror movies and sort of examined the genre as a whole, and talked about, you know, in, in celebration of Halloween. And now in celebration of Christmas, we are doing another series. We are doing a Christmas series of podcasts, where we talk about three different Christmas movies and examine them and sort to talk about that i wouldn't even call that a genre but a i guess it could be i don't know would you call that a genre I, uh, maybe the other our, our second guest is uh, our, our actual guest is someone to ask that question but what do you think uh they're the weirdest genre if if it is a genre <laughs> at all a very thin I, I genre how you would classify them other than like christmas trees and stuff <laughs> yeah, that's other right. than that. but i'm sure that our guests will have a strong opinion on that as well andrew can you would you like to introduce him Sure, I think I probably should. I've known him for about 32 years. Um, so, and actually, this it, it, people should go back and listen to our, our our Home Alone 2 podcast because this actually all kind of stems out of last year. Uh, and our our sort of uh, I guess our our MC the, the our tour guide for Christmas movies is uh, is my brother Sam, who's on the line. And uh, this stems out of his his passionate love of uh, of Christmas movies. So, so say hello, Sam. Yeah, and I think it. Uh, hi there. Uh, really <laughs> he came and wait to get right to it. He just starts going. I love it. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I feel famous. It's uh, amazing <laughs> to be famous. Uh, you know, I listen every week, and so super excited. Um, there are literally like 20 people that are going to listen to this, so you are you're going to be really famous. Yeah, and we, and we don't do it every week, so you've already exposed that you're not a real fan. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I don't know. Whenever you guys, whenever my I know, Sam. We we love you, and we're happy to have you here. Yeah, and this idea. Well, I guess AJ approached me because not just because I love Christmas movies, but because of a specific Instagram post, which mm. created a lot of controversy. Where I easily listed 25 incredibly watchable, if not fantastic, Christmas movies. <laughs> like it's like it's like an advent calendar of Christmas movies, if you will. There was a lot of dispute in the uh, in the comment section. Specifically, one, one comment was uh, was that the Polar Express was a war crime. <laughs> wow. Well, I, I, Sam, I did see that list. Andrew sent it to me, and there were some potential war crimes on it. But Polar Express is not one that I would have put in that category. I mean, I guess, I guess uh, whoever wrote that just hates Tom Hanks, you know. So, wait, who did write that? 
Who do you think Mark did? <laughs> oh, Mark. Yeah, we all know Mark. Mark big, the big lover of love, actually. <laughs> God. All right, well, before no, we get... No credibility. No credibility. Before we get too far into this, let's do our beverage of choice segment. Does everyone have a wonderful holiday-themed beverage that they're enjoying? I do. Some of us have real holiday beverages, though. <laughs> all right. Let's go around the horn. Johnson family, what are you drinking? Uh, I, I am in a... In a possibly in a in a very questionable decision for someone who does amateur internet radio drinking egg dog with bourbon so we'll see how that goes if i start to like choke up at the end here you'll know why because it's just like eggs going down my throat while that's, we talk. A, that's a thick frothy beverage yeah when you're trying to speak i'm hoping the bourbon will cut it a little bit and and make me funnier so we'll see we shall see I'm drinking a Goose Island Bourbon County Stout, Ooh. which just released on Black Friday. Oh. Is that a Christmas-themed beer or just a winter-themed beer? It tastes very wintry. Uh. Well, I'm drinking water. I can't even come up with a good lie. I am drinking delicious, <laughs> life-affirming water. It is good for all seasons. It should be drunk six to seven glasses a day if you can handle it. And it's a great drink, and it will power me through this podcast, keep my voice nice and smooth. I'm like Andrew's Noggy drink. I think it's a very wise choice. Prudent, but <laughs> not going to make for very good internet radio. No, it's not. It's okay. I think my natural charm will shine through anyway. So, all right, <laughs> well, let's, <it> does. <laughs> let's get into this. Let's talk about this, This, you know, whatever. We'll call it a genre, for lack of a better word. But let's talk about holiday movies, Christmas movies in particular, and what makes them and what they are. I think this is another and area, Andrew, that you and I do not profess to be experts in in any way, which is why we called Sammy in because we were like, we cannot handle this on our own. We need an insane person who makes lists of bad movies and posts them to the internet <laughs> to, to guide our way. Wow. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I have nothing to, to say there. Uh, well, no, I, I, I uh, well, no, I guess where I'd fall is I, uh, I don't, I don't love a lot of holiday movies, but there are some I watch every single year. Um, probably none of them will get will get to watch on this podcast, unfortunately, but uh, that's okay. Um, uh, so I don't know. They they're just they're just part of the ritual and tradition, right? You know, it, it almost doesn't really matter how good they are, and I think a lot of them are like if you watch a lot of them in like May, they wouldn't be good movies, right? Uh, whereas like, if you talk about like a horror movie, like Halloween or something, that's still good in May. So yeah, I guess that's what I'll say about that. But you know, Christmas comes once a year. So, and, and it's just part of the tradition for me. So, it so is I, like, I like some of them. It's interesting to look at the list of the, you know, best Christmas movies on Rotten Tomatoes, which uh, is not, as we talked about in the horror episode, it's <laughs> not the most, uh, it's sort of arbitrary. It's not arbitrarily decided, but it doesn't really. It's, it uses the numbers and doesn't necessarily speak to uh, what is really a, a Christmas movie or anything like that. But it does. Is a lot of things that you would not watch unless they were on TV, like TBS or TNT or some or USA on December twenty third, twenty fourth, twenty fifth. It is. They 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 are very specific. They're for a very specific time and place, without a doubt. In my opinion, I feel like I will. Someone may disagree. Someone maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, first of all, ABC Family is the best Christmas movie station. You mean Freeform. Not... Freeform. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, I forgot. ABC Family has produced a lot of gems over the years. Um, but, I mean, 
Holiday movies are great, and there are some which are really, you should definitely only watch them around Christmas, but there are some that you can watch at any time throughout the year. Like, if you just feel like maybe doing a like quick Christmas in July type thing. <laughs> and, like what? Like what? Like Elf is so good. Elf. All right. I can watch that literally anytime because they're just, I mean, Stick to the Five Made Food Groups is a great line. Peter uh, Dinklage is in that. I mean, it's, it's, they chop down a tree in Central Park. It's just really fun. And, you know, when you're, like, missing the holiday season, that's the – sometimes you just want to, like, go to that place when it's hot outside. And that's I what I find. I feel like this is just going to establish us, Steve and I, as Grinches slash Scrooges. <laughs> Well, well, Sam, I mean, yeah. Sam, your implication was that not not can you can't really watch these movies in July. You sort of have to host a Christmas in July type event and then put them on, which sounds more complicated than just maybe flipping them on. Yeah, either that or well, I, here's the thing: is that like I, I love Christmas so much that it has been like a prerequisite for dating me that uh, <laughs> that like my girlfriend would actually do that with me. In July, uh, it, it's been crazy. Even my like worst, most horrible girlfriends, they they're the one like thing that they all had in common was that they loved Christmas movies and didn't care whether I wanted to watch them in July or listen to Christmas carols. Also, <laughs> that's that's a whole other turn of events that I don't even know how to address. I don't know if we have a time for that on this episode. <laughs> Well, you know, you either have Christmas spirit or you don't. <laughs> That's true. I agree with that. And like you said, Andrew, you're right. It does It does make us sound, if we're just poking holes and all, if Sam's having a good time and we're just constantly being jerks about it, that doesn't speak well to us, does it? No, it doesn't. So let's talk about, well, there's two things I want to talk about here. First is what defines a, a really good holiday movie. Like, surely, Sam, you don't love them all. Like, some of them are just not, not right. good. Um, and then the second is, like, what is what is and is not a holiday movie uh like you know th- there's a lot of talk about every year around this time of year at least recently about like whether die hard for example is a, should be considered a christmas movie if it is a christmas movie then that is one that i would watch year round but i i would kind of bristle at the notion that that uh that it's a christmas movie um but anyway so so i guess I, what i'd like to hear is you know what what makes a good christmas movie whether it's one you're gonna watch year round or one you'll just watch during the holidays and i, I guess i guess we gotta throw that to sam given his uh his his ap- deep and abiding appreciation for them <laughs> well so I, there's a couple of like hallmarks of really great christmas movies um i think you have to have a couple of core things like the bumbling oaf slash unlikely hero is like key element. So that's like the Jimmy Stewart, the like uh, Vince Vaughn and four Christmases, uh, <laughs> Rudolph, um, you know, Charlie Brown, uh, Arthur Christmas, uh, you know, the ones we all know. Uh, so the unlikely hero who like, in spite of himself, uh, accomplishes uh, mainly like bringing Christmas spirit to stodgy, scroogey type people, such as yourselves, uh, <laughs> is is definitely like that's at the core. Along with like, uh, there's always like there's generally an amazing song or soundtrack, and and it's like this iconic song 
that transports you to the Christmas season. And I know that that's true for a lot of movies, um, but it, it's like a, it's a specific niche for uh, Christmas movies. Uh, additionally, I think um, in Christmas movies, cynicism is punished, uh, sometimes in like really bad ways, and um, other times it's like, oh yeah, you turn it around. Uh, there's only a couple of instances where cynicism goes unpunished. Actually, one of the ones you talked about in Home Alone, uh, where Uncle Frank is just a horrible trafficker <laughs> of, of a human being, unrepentant, just an unrepentant asshole, and he doesn't get really punished for it, uh, which is ridiculous. Uh, the other thing, uh, lots of physical comedy. I'm going to go back <laughs> to, to Four Christmases again when Vince Vaughn is putting that satellite dish up on the on his like hillbilly cousin's house or his hillbilly dad's house, and he falls off, and he's, like, hanging by the window. It's, like, so hilarious. Um, that's You see that throughout the, like, Christmas vacation, those types of things. Home Alone is another great example. Uh, Christmas movies should make you cry. Uh, like, <laughs> at the end, usually, or, like, right before the redemption, um, I always cry. Um, you got... Uh, and I think the plot of a lot of Christmas movies is driven by uh, like tapping into the Christmas frenzy. So like Christmas vacation is like that home alone is like that, where it's like the plot is just because everything's so crazy and you have your whole family there for Christmas and like, you just like get caught up in it and all this shit happens. Um, finally, the other thing is it helps if it's animated, if it's British, um, if there's a nasty female antagonist, um, <laughs> And also, like, everyone is so rich in Christmas movies. Like, in Home Alone, in Love Actually, in The Holiday. All these people are, like, hor horribly, fantastically rich. Uh, <laughs> so it, it appears that that is... Uh, and, and I would say the other thing is that there's not a whole lot of diversity. Even more <laughs> than, uh, than, than in normal movies. That was quite a thoughtful summation uh, i'm actually impressed i i, I t so i was thinking about this on the on my drive home today before before we jumped on here and i i think it's so i think the ultimate christmas story is a christmas carol because basically like i'd say like 95 percent of uh christmas movies if if not just directly being a christmas carol are like some variation on the themes there and so then so i think it's all about it, it's usually all about redemption of some sort right um and so that's that's what defines them to me and so the good ones do a really good job of of um making that seem well earned you know i guess i think that's that's they have sort of a genuine uh genuine nature to them so that that's what defines them to me i, I don't know i don't know about you steve but i just i was impressed you like sam that was a really great list and i think there's there's are a lot of the big themes and the couple things that i that i touched on that that made me laugh out loud almost is i it's the way you describe them sounds more interesting than most of them actually are you know like i like <laughs> it's just I, th I think when we when we laugh when you love christmas movies it's not because you're like a a doe-eyed optimist and we're like oh sam you know get him out of the way but it's just these movies are sometimes so bad like 
Like, I, I just, and I, I'm not to say I don't love a good bad movie. Like Rush Hour Two, though Brett Ratner is exposed as a piece of shit now. Love Rush Hour Two. <laughs> love Down Periscope. I love some really bad movies, but I can't say that I like Four Christmases. And I feel like so does the what? does the theme of Chris like do you get so caught up in the enjoyment of a lot of the things you mentioned that you're able to, as I sometimes do movies, ignore that they kind of suck in reality, or do you actually think they're genuinely good? Um. Well, I think we have slightly. So to answer your question, yes, I get I get caught and lost in it, and I like in the same way that I get caught up in action movies that mm-hmm. I know are like horrible. But if it's a well constructed action movie, I just like I can't help myself. It's just so fun, and there's explosions everywhere. <laughs> but like with Christmas movie, it's just like explosions of, of joy um, <laughs> and Christmas spirit. So yeah, I mean, I I I know. I'm not. I'm not gonna say that. Actually, I was gonna say that I know that Four Christmases is bad, but I don't think it is. I think it's really funny. <laughs> we like all... We're definitely. We're definitely watching Four Christmases. Oh God! Now that now just the fact that I said that, he just he bolded uh, it on his spreadsheet <clears throat> and underlined it. We have to be careful. <laughs> I, I also the the other thing that I would say about about Christmas movies, and it, it's funny that you said that there are so many that are objectively bad because like. When you guys were asking whether it was a genre, I think it's a genre with subgenres, and <laughs> like one of those sub subgenres is garbage Christmas movies. It's like just like horribly bad actors cashing in, maybe <laughs> at the rock bottom of their career, <laughs> who are just like, I'm just gonna like shit this movie out uh, and make a ton of money and that's totally not in keeping with christmas spirit but i don't care and you know what i don't care that they're garbage i still have a great time we have not had the phrase shit this movie out nearly enough on this podcast if we sold t-shirts that would be one of them for sure i feel like Andrew, I want to hear your as as Sam's brother. What was it like growing up with this? When did you realize this Christmas movie obsession? Did that run in the family, or did Sam just suddenly break off at one point and become Christmas guy? And then the rest of the family was like, "I guess this is happening." No, uh, well, I, no, I, I think it. It's not like our whole family is really like as into them as Sam is. I, I don't. It's just it's just a natural a, a extension of Sam's personality. It, ma- it makes sense to me, having <laughs> known him a long time, that he would like like Christmas movies. And I, I could understand getting caught up in in them most of the time, but some of them just make my make me want to roll my eyes. <clears throat> so what about Sam? What about um, Christmas movies that aren't necessarily Christmas movies? I know we talked about a little of this before we started. I know the internet talks about this on a pretty consistent basis. What how, what do you judge? Obviously, you, like you consider the genre much broader. It sounds like than most people, and actually to be a genre, what what falls in that category for you? Where do you draw the line? Do do you think it's do you do not do you not even bother drawing the line? Like what what, what makes a movie a Christmas movie and or a holiday movie movie even in your mind? Oh no, I'm I'm very clear on that. Um, I, I think that for a non-standard Christmas movie, because that's another sh- subgenre, the non-standard Christmas movies, uh, it includes like Die Hard, Rise of the Guardians, Edward Scissorhands, Gremlins. Wait, Rise of the Guardians? Movies, it, well, yeah, because you got Jack Frost. Oh, that's right. Of course. The, uh, <laughs> Foolish of me. But it has to center around 
it has to the entire plot has to center around Christmas, right? So I think that Die Hard wouldn't be the same movie if he was going home for his wife's birthday, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's like a soft target for the terrorists because it's Christmas night, everyone's hammered, right? They're able to like really go in there and and then there you have all of like the I want to say like Christmas Kana, like Americana, but like you have like him like putting the Santa hat on the on the dead body and like stuff like that. <laughs> that's that's super. It, it ties it to Christmas. Whereas like some people will say Harry Potter is a Christmas movie because every year there's like a Christmas scene. But I'm like that is obviously bullshit because Harry Potter is like a fantasy <laughs> movie. It's not. It's not centered around Christmas, right? It's centered around like him retrieving the Sorcerer's Stone or killing Voldemort. <laughs> I, I, One of the two. I think you changed my mind about Die Hard. I was coming in here to say it was definitely not a Christmas movie. Uh, like I feel like it's kind of a cheat when people say that, or when they say it's their favorite Christmas movie. Uh, well, actually, I still feel like it's a cheat, but you've now convinced me that it. It is a Christmas movie because it, it does feature pretty heavily in the in the plot. Not only of one, but I think of two actually. Right, T- two is also at Christmas time, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah, <clears throat> it's a good point too because it does. You, you're right, and I, I can see why. I appreciate your your meticulousness on this issue because you're right. It does it does tie directly into the theme. It's not it's not just a holiday they picked as a one off. They use the the outside or the elements of Christmas that are typically there, stereotypically involved from an office setting, from a drinking setting, from a from a everyone being you know lackadaisical setting. Like that is that is key to the crux of the movie. So that's an impress. I can see that you spent a lot of time thinking about this way more than I than I not necessarily expected, but way more than, than I, I'm impressed at the the amount of a uh, of deep dives you've time you've spent thinking about all these elements uh, guys i've spent more time thinking about this than the new taylor swift album recently so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's a lot because yeah. i've been spending a lot of time on that too those are my favorite <laughs> things <sighs> wow what else oh um i had a couple of other big observations about christmas please they, they seem to like I don't know if it's a a conscious thing that like studios do, but they seem to come in waves, right? So like you had the like classics, right? That came out in like starting in the forties and through the sixties, right? So those are like your uh Grinch stole Christmas, uh Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, uh It's a Wonderful Life, um Holiday Inn, those kinds of movies, right? And then you had this massive gap from like the late 60s to essentially like the late 80s. Like if you search on Google the best Christmas movies from the 70s, it is like a it is a wasteland. Nothing good came out. Literally nothing good came out. Um, but then in like night in the late 80s, you started picking up like like for some reason all these amazing movies start started to started to get made. Like, you know, that's literally like every other great like movie from our childhood uh came out in that time period. Hmm. Do you have a hypothesis as to why? I have no idea. That's I, it's an observation, not a hypothesis. <laughs> my my observation would be the breakdown of the studio system coincides roughly with, with that 
with that. And then <clears throat> the 1980s is basically when the studios, it's not, it's not like a new studio system, but the whole blockbuster type thing comes back into vogue basically. So it, it, what you're saying almost links to the health of the the movie business itself. I would I would argue, like the the thing is the 40s to 60s were a time when there were just a lot of movies being made by the five major studios. So there's probably a lot of also a lot of bad ones from that time that none of us have ever heard of. Yeah. Um, and then in the late 60s and 70s, uh, there you know. There was just a lot more focus on adult, uh, quote unquote, adult cinema, and and, and uh, there, like that's a time period when there just weren't as many like huge cultural touch point type films until you get to like The Godfather and Jaws and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so that would be my theory, but it's it's just a crackpot theory I came up with. No, I think that makes sense. Like, I, I think <laughs> rather than health, I would use the word like commercialization, you know, like as, right. as they got yeah. back into power, the studio is like, yeah. what can we churn out in the cheap that people like Sam will go see regardless of content or rate or equality? And they made a bunch of Christmas movies, <laughs> and most of them turn out, and a bunch of them turn out to be good too. So I mean, that's that's the enjoyable part of that element, I guess, is that there were. I'm looking at the top, the you know, some lists right now, and there are there are some really good ones that, or at least some renowned ones that came out afterwards. So it was a uh, ignored genre that got a huge boost in the arms. So that's good. Which I'm just super happy about. It. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> <clears throat> Wow, well, that's crazy, other, Andrew. Andy, what are, Andrew, what do you think about what? What are your? Do you have any Hollywood or any uh, Christmas observ- movie observations as we're sitting here, as you're listening to your brother wax philosophic and 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 brilliantly on the topic? No, I'm just in awe, and I'm I'm I feel like we're in his hands now. So I don't I don't know what to I don't know what to add other than other than what I have. And that, again, like my favorite. The only thing I would add is again, my favorite Christmas story period is a Christmas Carol. I can watch that version any version of it because i think it's it's really never been been topped and in a lot of ways you know charles dickens kind of invented all of this and i i think um <clears throat> yeah i totally know, agree as, as christmas is a pop culture not pop culture that's probably the wrong word for something made in the 19th century but sort of a, a <laughs> cultural touchstone um and this is the reason why it keeps getting made so much. Yeah, yeah, and there's there's even one out right now about well, I can't remember the name of it, but I think called "The Man Who Invented Christmas" uh, about Dickens creating a Christmas Carol. So, um, so that's sort of my that's that's sort of where all this comes from. And, and like I said, I think you can just see it in every every Christmas movie. Um, that's that, that's pretty much all what they're they're referencing in some way. Well, that's fascinating stuff. I think it's, and I think you know, and, and like you said, Andrew, we are uh, we are in it's Sam's hands at this point. And as I said in the beginning of this episode, the the theme of this series is Sam is going to give us three movies, and we are going to watch them. We do not know what they are at this point. Sam is going to reveal them on this podcast. And over the next every Monday of December, we will be releasing a new episode of the NRLD podcast where we talk about these movies. And I do not... I, I'm so curious to find out whether I'm going to like Sam or hate Sam for the next three weeks. <laughs> I really don't know. And I might not know until we see the movies because I might not know what the hell he's going to tell us to watch. So Don't know what you're missing. Well, before <laughs> Sam, before you unveil the list, first of all, 
I think people should know that Sam was actually hadn't actually even fully decided and maybe is just making his decisions right now on what we were going to actually watch because, you know, he's got such a deep roster of Christmas films that, for us. But, uh, like, talk first of all about your, your criteria for what was going to go into picking them before you before you actually share the movies with us. Well, I wanted to – so I have – there's – as I see it, there are five subgenres, and so I wanted to pick one from each of them. Uh, but obviously, I can't make you guys watch five movies. Um, so the subgenres are: you have the classics and the new classics, right? Um, so like those are your standard like Elf, Home Alone, Holiday Inn, White Christmas, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, Wonderful Life. Those are like classic movies that are actually good. Uh, <laughs> You have your garbage, like I said before, the garbage movies, and then I think a subgenre of that sh- subgenre is the garbage <laughs> romantic comedy. Garbage romantic comedy, yeah. Um, so your garbage movies are like your Fred Clauses, your Frost, <laughs> your Four Christmases, uh, and then your subgenre is like Just Friends, Holiday in Handcuffs, Love Actually, The Holiday. Uh, Holiday in Handcuffs is actually a great movie. I've almost, almost selected that one. It stars Mario Lopez and Melissa Joan Hart, and Melissa Joan Hart abducts Mario Lopez. Jesus fucking I, Christ. I've literally never heard of that movie. It's a TV movie. It's not even a movie movie. It's great. It's great. Um, so, yeah, those are your garbage movies. I think we're going to get one from that genre. Uh, great, and then there's, there's, like, underrated gems. And I think there are, like, Maybe not underrated because I think there's enough people who realize how great they are, but it may be underwatched. I would say it's like not part of the canon. And I wanted to bring one of those forward, definitely. So I think we're going to pick one from the garbage, um, one <laughs> of the underrated gems, and I think, we'll do a, I think we'll do a classic or a new classic. So without further ado... <sighs> wait, wait, before you say it, are we watching these in a specific order as well? Or like... like yes. Okay, all right. This is a labor of love, to say the least. Just listening to it happen. So, uh, the first one we're going to watch is Arthur Christmas, which is, is the, I, I think, probably the most underwatched Christmas movie. It was released a few years back. Uh, it's a British film. Uh, it's, it has literally every um, characteristic that I listed up front. I'm so excited for you guys to watch it, and if you don't like it, I hate you. It has a 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's an Aardman movie, Andrew, so that's good. All right. Hey. It's fantastic, and no one watches it, which is just ridiculous. I'm actually really... That's great. This this is starting really well. I'm, this, that was the best-case scenario. And so then, well, now that you're riding high, uh, let's take you to the garbage rom-com section. Um, this is the spiteful pick on my on my uh from me and uh it's it's gonna be love actually Mm. so um you know it created the star-studded garbage movie uh format it hurts aj has never seen it what Uh, no way andrew is that true yes i've been really proud of it i'd like to say tell people i haven't seen it so that's sam's ruining that for me you're locked in now Yeah, uh, I'm not sorry about that, AJ, because you, uh, you should definitely definitely watch that. Uh, and then in the classic genre, 
Uh, I think we're going to go with Christmas Vacation. Oh. Hey. Which is like, for me, firmly in the classic realm. Uh, but I think it's one that I personally don't watch every year. Um, so I wanted to watch it this year. That's a good one. Yeah, it's, it's a bit of a... I've seen it a couple times, but it's not like... It's not as... I'm not as into it as other people are, I feel like. so. It, it definitely has the bumbling oaf and the um, uh, nasty female antagonist. There's physical comedy and then some in that one, too. So. The lore. Um, and there's Randy Quaid. So, <laughs> so yeah, Arthur Christmas, Love Actually, and then Christmas Vacation in that order is uh, is what I'm subjecting you guys to. All right, well, Sammy, our, our listeners certainly thank you because those are movies that many of them have seen, actually. So you didn't pull the Melissa Joan Hart, Mario Lopez, ABC Family one and really screw everybody. So and well, we thank want, you for that as well. I didn't want you guys to have to, like, buy that. <laughs> I would, <laughs> I, I would have tried not to buy it. I, I, I'm guessing we can find that somewhere on TV, right? If you want to extend the podcast one more week. <laughs> no, we, we are out. Unfortunately, <laughs> December only has so many Mondays. Steve can only edit so so quickly. That's really <laughs> yeah. the problem. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Andrew, how many of these movies have you seen before? Have you seen Arthur Christmas? So you haven't seen Love, actually. You haven't seen Arthur Christmas, I imagine. You have seen Christmas Vacation? Correct. I've seen like part of Arthur Christmas because Sam has told me about it, but I never stuck with actually watching it. Okay, and I've seen so. Love Actually and Christmas Vacation, but I honestly couldn't tell you that I've seen them all the way through. I've seen probably oh. 75% of each, probably maybe even 100% of Christmas Vacation, but I couldn't tell you with any sort of certainty what happens from scene to scene. So I'm actually excited to watch them straight through. Maybe not excited with Love Actually because it's garbage, as Sam so eloquently put it, but... We've been given our marching orders, so there's no turning back now. I think that's going to be an angry week when I watch Love Actually. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I, just for the record, guys, full disclosure, I've already watched Arthur Christmas this year. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your honesty. That means so much to us. I can't say I'm surprised. You sort of have a head start in us then. I don't know if I like that. You're going to have someone much more sort of insight that we can provide. He's spent the entire episode showing he has a head start on us. So <laughs> I was uh, the, the the last two that were on the short list, guys, also was the Santa Claus, which is <sighs> fantastic. I think Tim Allen could play like 80% of all Christmas roles. <laughs> all, all Christmas like leads or just all roles in general? Yeah. Well, uh well, now that you asked that, I think roles. But, uh, <laughs> but I was talking about leads. I was talking about leads. He he makes for a great great Christmas character because, you know, he's like he has such a nice face, but he can also <laughs> act like a dick. And so, like yes. that's pretty much like what you need for a Christmas movie. He has a nice face. Well, okay. Are you just conflating with Buzz Lightyear now? I mean. Oh, yeah. It's Tim Allen. You know, he's Tim Toolman Taylor. Yes. <laughs> Next Andrew, year, can we just marathon Christmas episodes of Home Improvement? <laughs> and then, I, have you guys seen Jack Frost? Because that movie is, like, kind of fucked up. Like, I've watched five minutes of it. That's, that's with where, Michael Keaton, right? Michael yeah, Keaton Mike, turns into a snowman? He dies no, I, in a car crash and then, like, haunts his son as a snowman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm glad we're not watching that because I am really happy with Michael Keaton right now, like resurgent Michael Keaton. Uh, so I don't really want to go back to 
what what you were saying earlier, where someone's reached the ebb of their career and they're just cashing in. Andrew, Which is there a movie? That, is there a movie that you wish Sam was going to say that he didn't say? No, there's not. Well, it, no, because that I know Sam wouldn't pick any of them. He knows the movies I I I like to watch every year, so he would never pick those. Well, Sam, but, I have one that I wish you had picked, and I'll tell <laughs> you. And I'm curious to get your take on it, since we're not going to be talking about it later. Jingle all the way. What do you think about that one? Uh, that was that was cool. I mean, that's what spurred my like nasty female antagonist comment because there are some nasty women in that um no that's a great movie and i think it um it's one of the only ones that brings in diversity into uh because arnold is not american um and sinbad is (laughs) african-american and sinbad Sinbad is is also african-american which is like <laughs> I, th- I was, was 99 percent you're gonna say that it was sinbad and then you did not say sinbad nope <laughs> i was thinking about arnold yeah so yeah like, most of the christmas movies don't have any sort of diversity whatsoever so uh, i really consider jingle all the way because it's great it's a great movie it is really great i agree with that lots of lots of physical comedy I'll throw one out there. I I'll, I kind of wish that you had picked, which is Bad Santa, which is one of my favorite favorite Christmas movies. Um, which actually has a little diversity. Yeah, it's like a hipster Christmas movie though. Like I enjoy it, and it has all of the key themes. But like I think people like it because it's a Christmas movie, and it makes them feel good, like they want to feel. But then it's like R rated, and he's like. And he's just like swearing and and like having sex throughout the whole thing. He's monstrous. Like, yeah, it's like uh, it's like it's like cheating. I feel like it's cheating. Yeah, it's yeah, just it's, too that's easy. Fair. That's fair. That's like Die Hard. That's how I feel about Die Hard. I think you're right that it's a Christmas movie. I think it's cheating when people say it's their favorite. Agreed. I agree with that as well. Hey, we all we all found consensus at the end of episode one. That's amazing. Well, let's see if we agree for the next three. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't know. I'm so intrigued to find out. I think we might, but uh, but I, I Sam, you, you sound like you could throw some wild cards at me. I could think, oh, he's gonna he's gonna hate this or think this part is bad, and I'm really not gonna be sure. You're probably gonna be like, no, I love it. How how many other Christmas movies are you gonna watch while we're also recording these, Sam? I mean, I have my list of 26 movies. <laughs> so. <laughs> so one a day. At least. Yeah, my wife's out of town for like all of December, so it's pretty much just going to be watching all the Christmas movies that I don't have to watch with her. <laughs> so if anybody loves Christmas movies in general, don't don't worry about just getting talking about these three, because I guarantee you Sam is going to have dynamite drop-ins on a variety of related films that fit into his subgenres that will then relate <laughs> back to the movie we're watching. Yes, I feel like this is like the great courses Christmas movies or something like that. <laughs> Only I... You guys never knew that Christmas movies had so much depth. Never did. No, never did. But I, but I love hearing about it now. It, it is academic the way you dissect it. So even if I disagree with you, I'll find it hard to uh, to criticize because you've paid so much time and put so much thought into it. It's like, well, what the fuck do I know? I'm just some guy. <laughs> I'm just a Grinch. <laughs> just a Grinch. <sighs> All right. Well, Sam, thank you so much for coming on this uh, this whole month. Thank you for joining us on the NRLD podcast Christmas episodes. I'm super excited to go through this. Andrew, I think, is very excited as well. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Except for the second part. Mm. 
I'm Great amazed part. you've never seen it at this point. That's 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 a sad streak that's gonna have to get broken. Yeah, yeah. It was like uh, I felt I'm, you know, I guess Lou Gehrig's streak had to come to an end at some some point. So. Well, AJ, I, I figure I made you like a shit sandwich, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's a good uh, thing or a bad thing or a neutral thing uh, or. Well, <laughs> the, the the bread's fine. It's what's in between it. That's, that's, that's tough. Oh, that's uh, that's where we're gonna leave. That's there's been it's my, it's, it's a lot my of younger good brother. What do you expect? I don't know. A lot of great shit talk, literal, on this podcast, and that's when that's the not getting in the holiday season. I guess is cracking wise with friends, having a good time. That's part of it, right? That's part of December. <laughs> I think I want to just point out at this point that our our at the end of this, our brothers will have been on five episodes of 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 the In Real Date podcast, <laughs> and the four movies we've watched as a consequence are Gilly, Arthur Christmas, Love Actually, and Christmas Vacation. <laughs> I'm not sure what that says, but I think they should be honored to have be participating in the amount that we're allowing. Well, certainly. <laughs> Well, and we're honored to have everyone listening as well. So join us every single Monday this month. Reload your feeds. Go to nrealdeep.com. Check us on Facebook, and you will find the newest episode of the Nreal Deep podcast. And you will find all of our Christmas movies. You Arthur Christmas, Love Actually, and National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. So if you can access those movies, they should be all around the internet, rentable, downloadable. Find them, watch them with us, enjoy them, just like Sam will be enjoying them, and like we will probably slog through them. And like I said, we'll be back every Monday chatting all about them and, and getting more lessons from Professor Johnson, comma Samuel, <laughs> as he gets us into the Christmas spirit. So Sam, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Andrew, a pleasure as always. Indeed. All right, everyone, thanks for listening, and we'll be seeing you further on up the road. Adios. Soon will come our way, Santa very soon will come our way.